to a meaningful marketplace. I'm Sarah Massoni from Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center, where I've helped countless dreamers launch their new food products. It's the science of taking a food delight from the kitchen to mass manufacturing and still keeping its great taste. That's what I do. I've been called the woman with the million-dollar palate, although I haven't tried to cash that check yet. Listen in weekly for real-life stories. Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce and author of Preservation Pantry, modern canning from root to top and stem to core. I love inspiring business owners to get started on their journeys, encouraging folks to be part of their local community, and I'm excited to help business owners tell their stories. Join us as we explore the journeys of women entrepreneurs in the food and beverage industry. Hello and welcome to Missoni and Marshall, the Meaningful Marketplace. We are here weekly to discuss the journeys of female food entrepreneurs. We are glad that you have joined us today. We're here to bring you stories of hope and inspiration. This is Sarah Marshall, owner of Marshall's Hot Sauce. And Sarah Missoni of Oregon State University's Food Innovation Center. Sarah Missoni, it's good to see you again. We got to spend Happy a lot of year. yes, we got to spend a lot of last week together at the mm-hmm. Fancy Food Show, and we made it yes. safely home from Vegas. Mm-hmm. Did you um, have a good time there? I always have a good time at the Fancy Food Show. I get to see all my pals and hang around with people who think it's cool to go on a date at the grocery store. That's true. (laughs) It is very much that kind of vibe. And we had a great time. We're going to update everybody on our show highlights in a separate show. Uh, We always talk about fun things that we found that we want you to find. And um, we will do that soon. So stay tuned for that. And I just wanted to tell all of our... um, all of our listeners that I have done a very terrible job at maintaining our Instagram. <laughs> no, and no. I am making I am making it a uh, now you're you going to bomb everybody with resolution. Instagram. Yeah, that get ready, everybody. Get I'm going to bomb you with Missoni and Marshall content because I there's guests I didn't even post about. So um, I am making that my it's resolutionish fine. type thing. I feel so like this That's year, even already. though like January's gone by really fast, yeah. starting off this new year has gone really slow. Yeah, it's true. Well, because we kind fast, of went, for yeah. us, we went straight from holiday, like into fancy food show prep. So um, I didn't have much downtime. So yeah, bringing it back, everybody. I'm committing to you right now. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. You'll keep us all on track. The best I can do. Well, uh, we want to thank our sponsor for supporting Missodia Marshall. So thank you for helping us to spread the word about small business women entrepreneurs. Let's hear a word from our sponsor, Market of Choice. Market of Choice is the proud sponsor of the Meaningful Marketplace because we believe in the power of local entrepreneurs. So much so that we carry more than 7,000 locally made, raised, farmed, and harvested foods in our stores. Our passion is to help local makers, farmers, ranchers, and fisher folks realize their potential through programs that help them succeed. Thanks, Market of Choice. Yeah, thanks, Market of Choice. Thanks for signing on as our sponsor. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. We 
would like to introduce you all to our guest today. Uh, we have Emily Davidson with us today. Emily is the CEO of Portland Creamery. They are making farmstead goat cheese and whey syrups in the Willamette Valley. Welcome, Emily. Hi. Really We're so glad you're here. Really happy to be here. Very honored to be asked to be a part of the show. Girlfriend, your hair is long. Good job. <laughs> it's look it's looking long and luscious. Do you yeah, put um do you put whey the, on it to make it so shiny? She's part of the big hair don't care committee. <laughs> I have two young kids and no time or extra resources to get it. Oh <laughs> uh, well, it's looking great. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I will promote whey as a as a nice like hair strengthener though. But that's well, uh, whey is a really good way to get protein. So well, you may have noticed everybody's taking whey supplements. Yeah. So Emily and I were at a, a, you know, as soon as we got back from Vegas, I was like fresh off the plane and I was at a cookbook event and Emily at was Vivian. there. I know. I was totally jealous. I yes. One of our, fun. it was so fun. One of our past guests, Claudia from Urban um, Craft Cheese, she does cheese making kits. Uh, she wrote a book, um, Cooking with Way, and Emily was there and she uh, offered up some way from Portland Creamery <laughs> for all of us cookbook authors to use, which was very kind and nice. That but, is nice. Yeah, it was a really cool event because we got to talk about all the different things that you could do with way. So yeah. can people just buy whey from you by the gallon or something? I don't see, honestly, I don't see why not. We give whey away uh, on the farm to a local, uh, a uh, local pig farmer that will just come oh. pick it up about once a week. And it's a fine arrangement. Eventually we want to use all of the whey for this whey caramel syrup that you mentioned before, but there's so much and 80% of what we make out of milk is whey. Yeah. It, it is salted whey, what we collect for what what go, what we collect for the syrup and what goes to the bulk tank uh, to be sent out to, for the pigs. Uh, that is it is brined. We are have already salted it for the chev. So mm -hmm. it's not it's not simple whey. It's uh it's already been salted, but it's an acid salted whey. So when I was like 10, we were uh, traveling as a family in Europe, going to cheese factories. And there was a farm, pig farm, right next to a cheese processing facility. And they had a pipe that went from the cheese factory over to feed the pigs in the troughs. That was the best bacon ever. It was yes. so oh, good. I bet. Yeah, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. Well, we like to make sure that our listeners can connect to you on yes. the interwebs. So let's tell people how to find you on Instagram, online, whatever, wherever you want people to go. Yeah, Portland Creamery's Instagram and Facebook are both just Portland Creamery, all one word. And then I have my own Instagram that I'm kind of re-energizing uh, and it's called Friend and Cheese. Yes. Perfect. And that's on Instagram. I don't have a Facebook presence. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. We'll direct people that way for sure. So we want to talk about the beginning of Portland Creamery um, and just know how it started, where it started, where you're based, those kinds of details for people. Yes. So we started about 12 years ago, October, 12 years ago, and it was founded by Liz Alvis, who was uh, just incredible in the organ cheese industry. And she's Someone moved on, and, and uh, in 2018, she sold the the operation to Sean Fells, who also has his own history in Oregon cheese. Yes, and 
when Liz was, Liz grew up, um, a little bit of history about her without speaking for her. She grew up in Ohio. Her mom is a very, very well-known goat breeder and dairy woman. Mm-hmm. So when Liz was, um, when she moved to Portland, she wanted to recreate that um, and make fresh cheese from the best herd that she could find. And that best herd uh, comes from Dr. Lauren Acton in Malala. And she has her own farm. Dr. Lauren Acton uh, has her own farm called Tempo Farms. And she has been, Lauren has been a, she's a, um, she has a doctorate in veterinary medicine. She's been a large animal vet specializing in goats for her entire adult life. She grew up raising goats, um, breeding and showing, and now has a herd that is internationally ranked uh, it, one of the best herds in the country and is a, pretty much an annual award winner in the National Goat Dairy Association shows for reserve champion, grand champion goats. So we really do have the, the best milk possible uh, to make Chev. And so we focus now on fresh fresh goat cheese. We focus on Chev, different flavors uh, to that, that the Chev does really well with, which is just about every flavor you can imagine. And that's and that's that's our our specialty is fresh goat cheese um for a few different reasons but it's really delicious and it's a a wonderful representation of good milk that's so cool and you you don't know this part of the story because i didn't know you then of course but when um when liz first started it was we actually started this our businesses the exact same month and so we were on um a show together a morning show where we had to get up and go to the morning show at 3 a.m because they wanted us, they wanted to film a fake farmer's market um, because the farmer's market was going to open in Pioneer Square that day. We we don't have a farmer's market in Pioneer Square anymore, but we did back then. So Liz and I um, were who they chose as very new vendors to come. We had to get get up at three, go downtown, set up this market for the 5 a.m. taping of the news show. And so that was the first time we ever met. Um, and it was our, both of our first, very first markets at market days. And, um, and then we became buddies and we ended up sharing a kitchen space together. So I just wanted to add that piece of Portland Creamery history because I was there from the beginning of, of all of it. And, um, even though it has now been passed on, the cheese has remained the same. (laughs) Legacy. You have a collaborative product, right? We use your hot sauce in such small quantities and we actually still have six jars um, to use. It just lasts a long time. Oh, perfect. Um, but yes, so the the sweet fire uses, which is actually my favorite because I love sweet, spicy um, mixed with like a lactic dairy. That's just, it's my favorite fl- um, flavor profile, sweet, spicy. But uh, yes, we use Marshall's hot sauce with uh, Marian, Oregon Growers Marionberry Jam. Yeah, so that that product is, it's called sweet fire for all those that know it. And um, when I when I shared a kitchen with Liz, she had this challenge for me to come up with like this hot sauce that was kind of like a hot sauce that she had found and wanted to use, yeah. but but it was with she wanted me to make one with clean ingredients. So it was kind of fun because it was like I just had to make this super hot hot sauce um, that didn't have anything weird in it, and then that's what goes into the sweet fire. I'm glad you guys are still using it. I wasn't sure because it has. Um, you know, but it does make sense that it would last you a long time because it's so spicy. We're <laughs> <laughs> to be food friendly on like the larger market scale. Yeah, it, it, we can't use too much of it. Yeah. 
We did go through like a, a year, I think, where we weren't using it because there was an order mix up with a promotion at um, at a burger joint. So it kind of tripped up our supply, I guess, of ingredients. But about eight months ago, I think I, I came back and said that we just, you do one thing and it just reverberates. And so I <laughs> put the, slam the door down. <laughs> Other That's stuff. good. Well, yeah. and we and we both do the Portland Farmers Market together. So it's always nice to be able to send people to each other and be like, oh, yeah, if you want to go try this goat cheese, they use our hot sauce in it. And so it's good that we have that connection. When, do you, when are you guys back at the farmer's market? Uh, I just did all of the I just finished all the sign up. So we'll be back at the beginning of May, late April, beginning of May. We got to keep Perfect. it to the summer times. So yeah. Yeah. When the animals are producing milk, right? Our, well, yes, yes and no, but um, uh, Lauren has been working on a steadier year-round supply so that her herd isn't dry during the, the winter. She'll have a fall, um, a fall kidding. Um, mm. So we, but it is a lot lower, a lot less supply. Uh, it's just the, the cost versus the sales is what we just have to consider. It, it's really just financial financials of doing a farmer's market when it's off, you know, quote off season. Yeah. For our listeners that aren't in the Portland area, um, you know, it gets uh, very dark, very cold, very rainy in Portland. And so we kind of have a slow market season. Like I, I do the same where I take off the um, like, you know, November, December, January, February, and then I start back up in March. But a lot of, a lot of our um, regular vendors do the same or they'll come back in like April, May, something like that. Well, we want to introduce listeners to the Portland Creamery products. So let's um, start with the cheese and then we'll move into the whey syrup. So let's tell people about the cheese, what makes it special, those kinds of things. So like I mentioned, we do, we, we focus on fresh cheese. Uh, we are a farmstead operation. We, that means that we source our, our milk from one herd and the cheese is made on the farm. In fact, in the same building, the milking parlor, which sits in front of the larger barn is next to the bulk tank room, which is next to our creamery. So it all just gets funneled through two walls from the goat to the pasteurizer um, and to our creamery where we can make it into delicious cheese. So our chef, I, I think it's very special because it's it's not goaty and that has to do with the health of the herd um, mainly. And then maybe maybe some cultures that we use, but it's really the health of the herd and Lauren's practices and raising and breeding. You know what I heard about that? Mm-hmm. It's about whether you have the bucks close to the does. I, I, not I, as much health, but if you have, I went on a farm tour out in uh, Virginia, I think, mm. during American Cheese Society. And the bucks, man, they're really stinky. They're stinky. <laughs> they're freaking stinky. Like, that was the most stinkiest thing I ever smelled was yeah. the barn with the bucks. Mm-hmm. And that made it really clear to me, like, where those off flavors come from in goat cheeses. Yeah. And so if you keep those guys away from the girls... Right. You definitely have a cleaner <laughs> tasting goat cheese. Yeah. And it's not like their BO affects the flavor of the milk, but it's their, it's a lot, uh, maybe a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. it's their presence affects the hormones of the goats, which mm. affects uh, their, their lactation. So uh, there, there is that. So yes. Um, 
I, I, there, there are some other reasons, but I don't want to talk anymore about it because I start getting into like a little outside of my, my knowledge. Yeah. Um, but it, it is one of the healthiest herds, um, with, with just all the, all the right numbers are in their right spots and they're the best numbers they could be. So, um, when all of that affects milk production, um, we have really clean milk. In fact, at, we submitted our cheese for the, maybe for the first time at ACS in mm-hmm. my and we, uh, did in place. And so when I saw our, our notes, um, the technical judge said, and I quote, does not exhibit goatee behavior. <laughs> and I was like, but, what? But, but, <laughs> like, okay, I'll take that. I'll take it and I'll market it. <laughs> yeah. I that's think that's said. That's super that's weird. Yeah. I think, I think I was trying to remember if I, I can't remember the last time I judged that category, but I hope I didn't write that. I don't think no, I it wasn't. It was a- okay, good. <laughs> I'm off the hook. The master cheddar maker. Well, I, I think that that's true, though, because I, you know, for years have um, used Portland Creamery goat cheese in my classes because I think it's a nice vehicle for our hot sauces. So I'll, um, you know, put it out on like a cheese board and pour some of like our cranberry red jalapeno sauce over it or our red chili lime. I really like to. But um, whenever people eat it and I t- they say, oh, I really like that cream cheese. And I'm like, no, it's, not, it's yeah. not cream cheese, it's goat cheese. And then, so. and then usually people's response is like, I don't usually like goat cheese. And so I think that it's a very approachable goat cheese for people, which is what I really love. Um, and you do a plain, Chev, but then can you um, tell people about the different flavors that you have yeah. on goat cheese? We've been, we've developed some year round flavors, uh, a very classic herbs de Provence using dry herbs, um, dry provincial herbs, minus lavender, and just hand mixing that into the organ chef. We also have the sweet fire, which we've mentioned. And I love that, not just for the flavors, but also because it's a tort style. So the fruit, which is this, the, 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 the fruit preserve on the bottom is, is on the bottom and then we fill it on top. So it ends up becoming this really cool contrast of this deep purple, burgundy against this very white cheese. Uh, so I just, I love the way that looks and it ends up looking like ocean waves, the way it's, the way we, we kind of jet the, um, the cheese into the cup. So those are our three year round um, flavors, which would include the plain chev. Uh, we might bring on a fourth that we have been using as a seasonal flavor because we do have a number of seasonal flavors that we've been rotating in and out throughout the years. Um, our most popular that is going to be coming up is the organ truffle. And we use um, Palmer House organ, organ white truffle oil, mix that with black garlic paste, and it's freaking phenomenal. Um, and we mix it all the way through and into the cheese. So every bite is really savory, really flavorful, very aromatic. Um, it's, a, it's a full mouthful. Um, and every time it comes up in the season, even if we're not selling it at a farmer's market, it, it's the best seller of all of our seasonal flavors um, for very good reason. It's also a very surprisingly incredible pairing with Oregon Pinot Noir, which we kind of discovered just before ACS. So that was um, a featured pairing. At one there, the- there's an event. I'm not sure if you know about it. I just want to mention it while we're talking about truffles because um, there's a truffle festival. Are you we'll guys going to be there? Okay, good. We'll yeah, there. we'll be there too. Yeah, good. Oh, of course. Of yeah, course I I just wanted to make sure that you would be there because that sounds like a perfect thing to bring. So um, what other seasonal um, 
flavors do you do other than the truffle? Yeah, the one that we're running right now that we're wrapping up at the end of the month is the cranberry orange. And that's a wonderful holiday flavor. So that makes it that that carries through the Thanksgiving and Christmas and into January. Then it's the black uh, and it's the Oregon truffle. The next one will be tarragon mustard. Fantastic spring. Great, great with spring vegetables. Um, after that, we are changing, kind of condensing things. We were doing five seasonals. Now we're doing four to give customers a chance to buy them. Uh, so the next one will be the lemon blueberry. So we're using lemon rind with Oregon growers blueberry jam. And that will carry into the fall uh, where I think we're going to go right back into the cranberry. Perfect. So that nice. is four. We used to do one called the chocolate pumpkin stout, and I'd like to experiment and bring that back again. Um, uh, we also have an incredible mix of everything bagel, which I, I think a couple of other creameries have beat us to already, but I still want to do it because it's just an incredible flavor using the everything bagel spice in Chev. Mm. Unreal. Unreal. Those are our flavors of the Chev. Um, you should put some on Marshall's um, hot sauce sprinkles do a layer with the sprinkles in the middle oh I that. I we did we did this one sauce collaboration um this was before it's you were powder, there emily though, your powder yeah powder. i have thought about doing that kind of middle powder so layer you have like a yes. orange line yeah we did one that had that like some good some hatch chilies and it wasn't like everything bagel, bagel but it had like sesame so it was um it was this paste that I made this like kind of like a harissa but without nuts because we didn't want to have um a nut allergy in the kitchen problem but now th did you guys know that they've made sesame and allergen just yes. as of this as of this year it's number yeah. nine yeah just updating all of our food buddies out there in case you don't know <laughs> yeah now we do have to have I an allergy that too I know, right? Well, real quick, everybody, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I want Emily to tell us all about the new whey syrups they're making. Oregon State University's College of Agricultural Sciences and the Food Innovation Center are proud sponsors of Meaningful Marketplace. With a mission to serve all Oregonians, we are committed to giving voice to those whose food and agricultural stories are not always heard. By providing access and opportunity for a more diverse and just food system, because food brings people together. All right, Emily, tell us about the whey syrups. I know about them from when you came to the Food Innovation Center and we did some testing when you were yeah. first thinking about it. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about them. Okay. So we, uh, you, you, um, Mike, I think. Uh, one of one of your one of your guys at FIC has mm -hmm. uh, our bottles right now. Um, oh, I saw those in the in the fridge. Yes. Okay. I need, I need to um, I need to hit 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 it back up to see what the water activity test came up, came back with. Whey caramel syrup. We're doing. Um, let's see. So we have the whey of our chev, which has been salted and then we collect that in in its tank underneath the bags of chev add it to a kettle cook it down with sugar and then we add in some flavors so the one that we've been doing for 12 years um under a different name the flavors would be um, cinnamon and vanilla and that's this really 
wonderful kind of warming flavor, uh, very much like maple syrup, but kind of a, a similar similar feeling of maple syrup and a very similar use, similar bricks and consistency and color. And that's what we were doing for 10 years or so. And uh, I think a year and a half ago, I think we're at now, two years now, I said that we should expand our flavors uh, or we should, I, it started out with, with that we should change the name of the syrup. And then we went from there to uh, changing the packaging, recognizing that it's a shelf stable product and it's been in the refrigerator. It, well, it's been in a cheese case the whole time. Um, and gosh, talking to, okay, so if we're shelf, if it's a shelf stable product, we're talking about a completely different place in the market. So who, who do we know? Well, we don't really know anybody else outside <laughs> of the, behind the cheese counter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, working on developing those connections and all right, well, they want flavors and so now we're developing this line of flavor. So it's like this, this snowball and here we are, uh, which I thought was going to be a, maybe a three month project. And now we're about a year, I think about a year and a half in. Um, and so um, let's just explain the product a little bit to people. So you're the cool, the great thing about it and why we like to have people on the show is that it is um, preserving some of the waste that would normally be wasted. So you're taking the whey that's left over from your cheese making and you're turning it into these syrups. And so when you say that it's, that they're infused with flavors, so you have the, um, the cinnamon one that you have and what would someone do with this syrup? Like, would they put it on, what would they put yeah. on? So what's nice in our, in our label, there's a job sport because this is such a different product that nobody really knows what to do with it. So we have an ideas board on every flavor. I can start out my morning. If I was going to take myself through a day um, incorporating the white caramel syrup, I can start out my morning using it like a maple syrup. So it can go in my kids oatmeal on their yogurts over pan, like weekend breakfast, pancakes and waffles um, over French toast. I really oh. love London fog that, um, you know, it's a Earl Grey latte. Yeah. I eaten it with the whey caramel syrup. And now actually there's a local cafe in my neighborhood that does the same thing. They call it a mm -hmm. Portland fog. Then, so it could be a really wonderful espresso or tea latte sweetener. And there are a couple of other cafes that use it um, in their cafe menu. For lunch, I've actually drizzled it over a BLT with seasonal fresh tomatoes. And it's really good because if you've ever had the candied bacon that's essentially what you're creating just a bit of an instant candy uh, i wonder if people could just use it anywhere you use honey yeah it really like a honey and maple syrup substitute is is what i've used it for i, I have you used uh, it for baking at all i have i have i will i uh, i made my husband's big fancy cake for his 40th birthday and i injected pate with with a uh, organ chev mixed with the cajeta yeah uh, the white caramel syrup so using the old name and it's it's incredible or you can drizzle it into a cake i've i've actually mixed it into the uh, my son's chocolate cake for his birthday uh it'll go really well over cheesecake so i when i make cheesecake i do 50-50 cream cheese and chef. And it actually gives a cheesecake a whole different level of flavor. Oh, and that's good. 
It's incredible. It still sets well, but it's a lot more light and fluffy, mm-hmm. uh, really flavorful. And then I'll drizzle the caramel sauce right over it. And it's amazing. But so it would be good on baklava. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never made baklava. Well, get busy and make some. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, you drizzle syrup over it. That's how yeah. it gets that delicious yeah. sweetness. Nice. Well, um, and you also use you, it in cocktails. So I use it in place of a simple syrup. I call it my not so simple, simple syrup, because that's essentially what it is. We're taking whey and, and which is mostly water at this point, 98, 99% water, adding sugar to it and cooking it down. So that's, it's a syrup and it can be used as a simple syrup. So I'll use it for bourbon drinks, different cocktails and the non-alcoholic cocktails. So it can really take a place as an elixir. That's cool. Yeah, it sounds really fun. You bring up a really interesting, um, you know, topic that we could address that would help. So, you know, a lot of our listeners are either thinking of starting a business or in their, they're in the beginning, beginning phases, but that is a, it's not always so simple to just add something to your line, especially something like this, which is totally different. So you mm-hmm. went from, um, you know, being a cheese company and, and getting your certification um, from a certain group of people and knowing certain buyers and being in a certain de- department with the way syrups, it's totally different. So you have um, different people that have to certify you from a different organization. You're in a different part of um, the stores, so different buyers. Um, and I think that you're kind of marketing it to a different customer. Um, you're going from marketing something fresh to marketing something that's shelf stable and, and, you know, is around longer. So you kind of have to tell people what to do with that. So just as people are thinking about their own businesses or their businesses that they want to start, um, this is a complicated process to do it this way. So good job doing it because it's not easy. (laughs) (laughs) We have, uh, we have gotten our syrup into we're we're getting it into market of choice, but they've, they've given the sign off, but it's interesting because it's still going to be in their cheese department. And I actually think that as coming from the cheese world, there are so many challenges in, in dairy and in fresh cheese as a perishable and highly perishable product. when we're talking about fresh cheese, but the, the benefit of, being in that in the cheese case is that there are browsing customers. A lot of people will come into the grocery store with a list and whey caramel syrup is not going to be on the list for a very long time, Mm -hmm. but people going to the cheese department are browsers and have a list are still seeing other things that pique their interest and, and curiosity. So that's a really great place for us as an introduction to our, our familiar audience. We can still leverage our well-known um, creamery name, uh, Portland Creamery, and say this is a new product. Plus, there are people behind the counter, so there's a lot more personal interaction. I think in your LinkedIn, you said it really well. You were talking about cheese as a calling. Do you remember what you said in your LinkedIn? Not at all. <laughs> you said cheese is a calling. It's not for everyone, just those that love tasting Rick taking risks and making good food. The reward isn't money. It's definitely not money. It's feeding, (laughs) employing, and lifting our community while celebrating old food ways and traditions. I said that. You said that, dude. Wow, that's wonderful. You should write a book. I know. That that is perfectly written. That's so good. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, let me keep going. My okay. ultimate drive is to make good food ethically while lifting up my community. I launched our creamery into a new market with more stringent requirements for food safety with PCQI. As a sales and marketing manager, I worked with new distributors to launch us into Whole Foods in the Northwest during pandemic and grow our sales and retail. I also designed and launched a new website with growing e-commerce store for national shipping. Good job, buddy. Wow. <laughs> she did. I'm hired. <laughs> that is no easy task. So nice work. And she's not only the first CEO, she is a female CEO. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to be a female CEO? You know, we're kind of, as a female CEO, we're kind of um, on the lower percentage of CEOs. I think it's changing a little bit, but what do you think about being a CEO? You know, I I will say hearing you read those words back to me, it's so uplifting. Everybody, when they're feeling in their best days, I I probably had a really good day when I wrote that. Because there are so many other days when I just feel like an imposter. Oh, don't you hate that feeling? And it's so often because I, you know, I don't have an MBA. This is my first time really leading a company, even though I've had these ideas brewing and I, I like, I'm a doer that, yeah. um, you know, I might have a great idea, but I really want to carry it through and being, this is the first time where I've really been given the opportunity to do this. Um, yeah, it's a consistent problem for one. anymore. We should really call it what it is. And Sean, the owner, bless him, just said, yeah, great idea. Go <laughs> do it. <laughs> I said, great. It'll be done in six weeks. <laughs> Good. <laughs> And it's, it's been, it's a wonderful job. It is a wonderful job. Um, I mean, yes, I, I got to design, I got to redesign uh, from the ground up a new website that is much more user-friendly and mm-hmm. can have a store component that I can then pass off to anybody who maybe I'll be able to mark to uh, hire a market person, uh, a um, market man, marketing manager or salesperson one day and say like, here's the website that I built. I don't have to show you much because it's really user-friendly. And well, that's the nice thing about creating this other product line too. Um, I mean, you did have to create a website before, but you know, it's hard to sell fresh cheese online, you know, because pe- yes, people don't want to pay all that money for shipping, or it's just like you know they want to just go buy it in the grocery store because it's fresher. And so, but this product you can ship out and you can ship it anytime, and so it's yeah. really great. But that does add an extra piece to your job duties. <laughs> something, yeah, something that I thought was really person personal, I guess, was the way you had your gift options named for people on your staff? Yeah, not just our staff. Maisie's favorite. Maisie is actually the daughter of the owner who is the smartest, smartest, most lovely person. Uh, She's, I think she's about 11. She's probably probably like six, but she acts like she's 15 in yeah. a really like intelligent way. I'm saying that, yeah. <laughs> but she, so she, I've actually named our, our goat mascot Maisie after her. Cause I just, I just think she's incredible. That's cool. And you have two cheesemakers, Nikki yeah. and John. 
Mm-hmm. Well, actually, okay. So Nikki, okay. Nikki moved on a little while ago, but okay. John's, John's still us. there. Yeah, okay. he's been here a little bit longer than I have. And John awesome. and Sean used to work together um, at another company many. And years who's ago. your operations manager? His his name is Brian Jelson. Okay, he, Brian. Yeah, he's he's a jack of all trades. Um, he will manage the warehouse operations, keep inventory, do all the order fulfillment. And uh, have a bit of have a sales role. That's cool. But then also, like as labor is still a struggle for us in the manufacturing department because we are down in Malala, even farther Mm -hmm. south of Malala is in Markham. It's hard to find consistent full time labor that um, will work for the love of cheese. That we we're still going to pay a living wage, but. yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start at, at above, above minimum wage and then train them with certifications to give them a higher, uh, higher rate. Um, but we do expect a lot out of a cheesemaker, um, yeah. as was expected out of me when I was a cheesemaker. And you have folks that work for you at the farmer's markets, we right? Do. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah. I also oh. saw you were on TV. Yes, yes. Katie, Katie's very good at getting um, airtime. Katie Bray, our uh, Oregon Cheese Guild Executive Director, very good yeah. at getting airtime and, and spreading Katie's the love. Amazing. She's amazing. So you're a, obviously a Cheese Guild member. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about the Cheese Guild activities that are coming Absol- up? Oh, yes, I would love to. Uh, I, I joined the board, I think about a year ago now. Uh, so the every the guild twice a year has some public events and then we also have a guild members uh, uh, educational event so which is coming up on saturday it is this this weekend uh, the cheesemakers education seminar is a chance for cheesemakers from around the state and then we also have some uh, and you don't have to be a guild member to attend mm-hmm. uh, so we have some cheesemakers from washington we always invite the uh, washington guild members to join us we all gather at OSU and learn about, about what's new on the marketplace, what's new in the science of cheese making, in yeast molds and bacteria, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any new hot topics that the FDA and ODA want to share with us? So it's a really good chance to learn about any regulatory changes or what's, it, what's coming down the pipeline. Nice. It's a wonderful time to just without the market aspect of like having to set up our our tables and booths and make sure that everything is fresh and ready to sell the next day or whatever it's a really nice time to see everybody and and learn and I the last time we had uh, cheesemaker education day I don't know if it was necessarily the last time but I one particular uh, session was with um, Ruby Jewel and Lisa just gave this incredible presentation about packaging and color mm-hmm. and what stands out and what worked for them and their and product placement and all of that is stuff that I I really gravitate towards in nice. in, in the larger food bubble of how to run a business that's what I gravitate towards is user experience in, in marketing and packaging product placement. We got to go on a tour of Ruby Jewel for the ice cream conference in November and people just loved it. It was mm-hmm. so fun mm-hmm. to see what they're doing. So, so you, that's, yeah, that's the education day. And then in March uh, we have the uh, cheese maker, cheese, uh, Oregon cheese festival. In Southern Oregon. In Southern Oregon. Yeah. And it's, it's, historically been at at rogue creamery but it just kept growing so oh. then it became 
kind of that main, they were like closing down that main uh, boulevard area, Greenbury. Mm. <laughs> and now, uh, last as of last year, we're at the Jackson County Expo. Oh, which is uh, it's you know it's out of town kind of, but it's a really great layout where everybody's just in the same arena, nice. and it was so successful. We had our biggest year of sales last year, and also people were just happy to be kind of back in person too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In person's fun. Sarah Marshall, you go to that, don't you? You know, I I have. I used to always do it, but um, it just happened to once they changed it and brought it back after the pandemic. The date changed. It used to be a little bit later, so now it's the exact same weekend every year that I go do the farmers market conference in San Diego. So, um, and so there, you know, I'm a presenter, and so I I wish that I could do it, but I. I can't. Yeah. It's the same, same week this time. So I have a quick fun game for you guys to play. Are you down? So this is, it's, it's not hard. Don't worry. Okay. Um, So this is going to be a true or false game and it's uh, facts about goats. So you just have to say if my fact is true or false, are you ready? (laughs) My best. Okay. The lifespan of a goat is about the same as a dog. True or false? True. I'm going to go true. It's true. <laughs> 12. Is that 12 years? Good job. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So whatever dogs are, 12 to 15, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. True or false? Eating goat hair cures indigestion. True. False. It's false. Dirk made oh. it up. Yeah, maybe it is true, but it's definitely not fact checked. It was just a made up one. So <laughs> that was <laughs> okay. True or false in Portland, you can do yoga with goats. True. That is true. That's yeah. true. For any of your yoga goat needs, <laughs> it can happen in Portland. The final question, true or false? Goats spit when they are angry. No. I've never been spit on, so I'm going to go with no. false. No, false. Well, here's the thing. The internet tells me it's true. I'm going to go with what you say, Emily, because you work with goats more than I do. So that one's a wash. <laughs> I think camels spit. There might be a spit. Yeah, maybe there's a spitting breed. It's it. breed. So there might be yeah. a spitting breed. But not our <laughs> goats. Right. Our thanks goats for, are thanks for playing, ladies. That was my goat game. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one more cheese thing that happens called the wedge. Yeah, that's in the fall. Uh that's so that's in Portland. That's our basically the cheese festival, but up in Portland. And it's in uh, it's in October. I think last year was at the very end of September, which um, is, I think is great. Is It should be in September because September is Oregon cheese month. And so to have the wedge in that month really makes great sense. So September is Oregon cheese month. A lot of, a lot of stores will run promotions and do lots of events for, um, to promote Oregon cheese makers. Yeah. And then the wedge is another wonderful marketplace where- it's in Portland. It's uh, in, at the uh, night market um, on what's the hundred blocks in the produce center, um, yeah. the produce blocks. And it's, 
oh God, it's just so much fun. It's not just cheese, it's cheese and everything that's tasty with cheese. Now the good food mercantile is coming up in April. Do you yeah. all participate in that as well? Yeah, we will. We Sarah will. Marshall, are you going to that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I was at the um, the wedge too. I mean, you know, I'm around. I do yeah. all the things. She's there <laughs> serving goat cheese and hot sauce. Usually, <laughs> yeah. I actually, I was at the wedge. I was. I was giving samples of my um, hot sauce with your goat cheese and then also that was when I you think, launched your way syrup so yeah i think you did that here. at the mercantile last year too i did yeah i always do i mean i mm-hmm. i kind of go packing with portland creamery i'm always sampling it to everybody <laughs> that's what you got to do for your buds yeah the good food awards is how i got my start in cheese oh uh, it is yeah in 2010 i was sarah wiener's um i don't know second or third intern um in that first year oh. in san francisco and I already had dairy experience. I dairied through college, but okay. uh, I got in with uh, that the cool crowd in that their cool in the inception year. is a very cool group, and it was it was just incredible. So, like in of all this, I think six categories in the first year, cheese was one of them. And so that's how I met the cowgirls, Peggy and Sue. Oh yeah, and cool. I just kind of like leaned on them a little a little while later and said you know, push myself in for a job. They're generous ladies. Very cool. They really are. Well, we always like to talk to um, our business owners and our, um, you know, small business workers out there. And we like to let people know what you need from the community right now. So what do you need from people who are listening? Oh, just buy our stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, the the pandemic really brought out the best in people as it was it just became so clear that the businesses that were going to be hurt by this were the small businesses and yeah and even, even with that pouring it yeah they're still we're still losing creameries and thankfully we're still here um so what i would love is don't just buy our stuff but like come by our warehouse we have um, our warehouse is um, 1140 Southeast 7th Avenue on the corner of Taylor. And we share that space with Carmen Ranch, which is really fun. Oh. And yeah. And then, and so that's where I work. We have kind of set hours that you can find if you just Google us, where anybody could walk in and buy some cheese or that you can order it online at portlandcreamery.com and pick up at the warehouse at a certain time um, or a certain day. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's good to know. I think that people probably, I mean, I didn't even know that. So I think it is something good to tell people. So, um, you know, people, it's always great for people to buy directly from the makers. So that's Mm -hmm. a good way to do it for you to have those set hours. I haven't been to that new space, so I'm going to come check it out for sure. That'll be really nice. I'm going to do it. Oh, I hope you do. That would be great to see you. Yes. Yeah. And then we're in all the, lo- the all the local markets around uh, the Portland metro area, um, Market of Choice and Roths and New Seasons, Whole Foods, Elephants, Zupans, People's Co-op, a bunch of co-ops. Um, uh, you're at the wine bar, Vino Veritas? Yes, I think we are. Urban Not Farmer? Directly. Not directly. Yes, we are at Urban Farmer. Serato. Serato. Swift and Union. Yeah, a lot of local restaurants use your cheese. It's so nice when I see it on the menu. McMinimins. Yes, Black Rabbit uses our cheese. What about Ken's Artisan Bakery? Are you still there? Yep. 
Grazing goddess charcuterie. Off and on, yeah. Flying fish company. Yeah. Erath tasting room. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. about elevator coffee? Not, oh, not anymore. They were using our, they they closed down. Oh, shoot. Okay. don't have a retail space anymore what about uh, cloud city ice cream over there yeah yeah they buy Next. they buy our syrup deschutes brewery mm-hmm. portland public house i'll have to check out portland public house we don't sell directly to them <laughs> okay and you're in roths and zupans and green, green zebra yeah yep Obviously, I looked up the list online. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all kinds of places you guys can go and get cheese, and you'll be back at the farmer's market soon. And yes. unfortunately, ladies, it's time it's to wrap that time. it. Yeah. So, um, quickly. Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great to hear about the new things and all the wonderful cheese that you're, you guys are making. And thanks for being part of our show today. This was thank such you. a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me again. You're welcome. Fans of both of you, I'm just always in awe at the things you do and know and everywhere. You're every both everywhere. (laughs) That's because our tagline is Sarah Worldwide. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. We're busy ladies, but we like to do a lot of things together so that it makes it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We record Missoni and Marshall live every week. Find us on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you to our audio engineer, Lon, and our production assistant, Chelsea. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can send us a DM on our Instagram, Missoni and Marshall. Until next week, thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. Bye for now. You're listening to the Startup Radio Network. Listen, learn, launch. 10% of our gross revenue goes directly to women entrepreneurs in developing countries around the world through Kiva's microfinance program.